Pratesh of Kaizen Crypto Talks Catalyst. IOHK releases the latest version of Daedalus Flight. The Cardano Foundation's new CEO talks longevity and their latest push in Africa. We'll tell you all about it, all coming up on this edition of your Cardano Update. Welcome to another edition of your Cardano Update. Today is October 1st, 2020. I'm James Kiever with United Stakes of Cardano. Now, earlier this week, we discussed Project Catalyst, the experimental treasury system designed to ensure Cardano develops and matures in a self-sustainable and democratic way. Community members submit project proposals that will encourage development on the Cardano network, and ADA holders will be able to vote for their favorite projects. Winners will get access to a funding pot that right now sits at $250,000 worth of ADA. To discuss what all this means, we've invited Pratesh of Kaizen Crypto on the show. Pratesh, you know I'm a big fan of your channel and I'm super grateful you've come on to discuss this. Yes, thanks so much, James. Really appreciate being here. All right, now for those of you who don't know, Pratesh, you have a thriving YouTube channel with almost 10,000 subscribers. You run a Cardano stake pool, ticker K-A-I-Z-N, that's got nearly 100 million ADAs, to, uh, over 100 million ADA as of this morning, I should say. You're maybe one of the most active content producers out there, and uh, I'm a big fan of your format. Short, sweet, to the point. It's the kind of content I appreciate most. Talk to us uh, about your proposal for Project Catalyst. What are you hoping to do, and is it any different than what you're already doing? Sure, yeah. Uh, I guess first, uh, thank you so much for the kind words. You know, it's incredible to uh, have gotten to this point. Um, as far as our proposal for Project Catalyst, so what I want to do is provide as much value to the community as possible. Um, right now, what we've built is essentially an audience focusing around Cardano. With our proposal, um, it would essentially be a platform that allows developers to talk about their ideas, showcase their ideas for decentralized applications, um, talking about Plutus and Marlowe and providing educational content. Um, so really just kind of uh, piggybacking off of what we've already built. Awesome. Now, this first round of funding from Project uh, Catalyst, the actual funding, revolves around a very specific challenge statement, which is uh, verbatim. How can we encourage developers and entrepreneurs to build dApps and businesses on top of Cardano within the next six months? So when you go to the IdeaScale website, you see tons and tons of proposals for podcasts. Now, you've submitted a podcast idea yourself. How is a podcast going to encourage developers and entrepreneurs to build dApps? Sure. I think uh, as far as incentivizing developers, so right now what we're doing with Catalyst, there is a funding option that gives developers the resources. Um, so that's going to be the incentive for the developers to come up with viable products. I think that they are going to be incentivized by coming onto a platform such as ours because it's going to give them a bigger advantage as it comes to bringing adoption and awareness around their ideas. Um, and that's pretty much what we're trying to do. We're just trying to help these developers who are pretty technically savvy. You know, they can come up with these applications no problem. But as it comes to the marketing of those ideas, you know, that's where we're really trying to help these developers. Uh, by providing them with a platform. Oh, wow, that's a very interesting point, one that I'd never thought of before. Hmm. All right, so what are some of the risks with Project Catalyst? I mean, what's to stop someone from winning a proposal, taking the ADA, and just simply not delivering? Or what if a funded proposal falls flat? I mean, has the community simply lost those funds? Uh, you know, James, that's a great question. 
to be totally honest with you, I'm not entirely sure of the, uh, I guess you could say the contingencies involved with something like that happening. Um, I would have to say that I think the best thing that we could do as a community as far as providing funding to a lot of these ideas, as opposed to providing funding as one lump sum, you know, having the accountability factored in uh, and paying gradually over time to see that, okay, these uh, milestones are being met by this person who's been given this uh, funding. So just uh, holding the people accountable for what they're actually doing in their proposals. Uh, but yeah, as far as any contingencies, you know, it's a great question. So we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, when you hire a contractor to do, to do a job on your home, you usually give them a deposit, you pay them halfway through and when the job is done too. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, this has something like that. Now, Project Catalyst is a treasury system that's starting on Cardano, but by no means Cardano-centric, meaning it will also run on other networks, not just Cardano. Now, some have suggested a treasury system like Catalyst could be the saving grace of Ethereum Classic. What do you think? I agree. I think so, too. Uh, you know, Charles Hoskinson was talking a lot about the governance that we're seeing with uh, Ethereum Classic. Really just a lot of uh, miscommunication within their community. So with Catalyst, if it is something that we can actually bring over to other blockchains, uh, you know, talking about incentivizing developers, you know, what's going to provide some value and use and utility to the blockchain? So if they are able to actually use Cardano and Project Catalyst as a way to see if this is something that's viable, if it actually works, and being able to migrate that over into other ecosystems, that would be incredible. I think that with Ethereum Classic, it really does need to have some type of funding and some type of governance structure for these developers. Absolutely. All right, now changing gears, I quickly wanted to ask you about multi-pool delegation. This has been an interesting topic. Charles has discussed it. Sebastian did a video on it not too long back. It's supposed to encourage decentralization by allowing delegates to stake to several different pools from one wallet. I mean, what do you think? Is this an important feature? Absolutely. Uh, it is incredibly important for decentralization. Um, like, uh, as far as what we're seeing right now with these smaller pools, they're struggling to attract delegators. And it's not an issue of there's not enough ADA to go around. There's plenty of ADA. I think that the issue comes down to, just like with, we, uh, with wealth that we see in traditional finance, it's typically concentrated to a select group of people. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now with the ADA concentrations within the ecosystem. I think that the issue with a lot of these delegators is that they have a wallet, maybe it has quite a big balance, it's very cumbersome to have to create separate wallets to be able to delegate to multiple pools, even if you want to support multiple people. Multi-pool delegation from a single wallet, it's going to be huge for decentralization, and the smaller pools are going to benefit the most, I think. Yeah, and that's my next question. Do you think it's going to have an impact at all on these smaller pools? And uh, you say yes. Uh, many of them are struggling to produce blocks. It would kind of be nice to be able to just kind of, you know, do a thousand ADA here, a thousand ADA there without having to create a new wallet. Yeah, spot on. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, managing your keys is one thing, but managing several different wallets is something totally different. So that um, I guess that ease of use for the overall user experience really going to help everybody in the ecosystem. I agree. All right. Final question. What do you think is the answer for these smaller stake pools that are struggling? I mean, is the answer in the K parameter? Is it in the D parameter? Do IRG and Emergo stake pools need to be limited or go away? I mean, what do you think is the biggest thing that needs to happen that can help these smaller stake pool operators? Sure. Um, 
biggest thing I would say is providing value to the community however possible. Um, as it comes to these parameters, uh, I'm not too worried about it. I feel like the people that have built this protocol, considering their backgrounds, they definitely have put a considerable amount of thought into it. But with the D parameter, it's going to decrement gradually over time, so not too worried about that. Uh, we will see more blocks being produced by the community, so it's definitely going to benefit as time goes on. Uh, with K, I think K is going to be a big one because right now there's 150 desired pools and we're seeing over maybe 1,200 state pools that are actually on the network that are online. So big disparity there. I think that if we can get some type of reasonable number for K, that'll probably benefit smaller state pool operators the most. As far as what these smaller state pool operators, in my opinion, what would benefit them the most is really just engaging as much as possible with the community, you know, putting it out there that, hey, we've got a reliable service. We would like to help support you. And in turn, you'll attract delegators by providing value. Awesome. Pratesh of Kaizen Crypto, we're honored to have you on the show and to have you discuss this stuff with us. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with your Project Catalyst proposal. You know, you're always welcome on the show anytime. Thank you so much, James. I really appreciate it. IOHK released the newest version of Daedalus Flight today, version 2.3.0 to be exact. Daedalus Flight is the pre-release version of the official Daedalus wallet for users wanting to test new features early. It brings with it automatic updates and improves the delegation user experience and the stake pool ranking system. Now we'll include a link to the download page as well as a video link that IOHK released today explaining all the bells and whistles. And while IOHK is busy improving Daedalus, among other things, the newly named CEO of the Cardano Foundation, Frederick Gregard, gave an interview with Cointelegraph about the future and longevity of Cardano. Now, Gregard has not yet started as chief executive officer. He's slated to begin no later than November 1st, as he's wrapping up his tenure at PwC, where he heads up digital financial services for the multinational network but he's still got some strong statements on Cardano. He believes there's a bias against open source public blockchains, something he refers to as a trust gap that in large part comes from the low life expectancy of the average crypto project and all the crypto related scans, which are all too often amplified by the media. Now, all of this has created what Gregard calls an unbecoming reputation for much of the crypto space in the eyes of corporate users. Gregard goes on to discuss different markets that Cardano can disrupt right now to include heavily regulated industries like healthcare and insurance. If you'd like to find out more, we'll put a link to the CoinCheck article in the description of this video. And in other Cardano Foundation news, the push to bring blockchain to financially underserved nations continues with a $2,500 grant, in ADA of course, to a pan-African project called Trust a graphic novel by a Kenyan author, Chief Nyamweya, and Canadian tech entrepreneur, Anne Connolly. The illustrated novel is the story of a young Kenyan woman who uses blockchain to transform her community, overcoming significant challenges associated with money, land titles, and corruption, something many developing nations deal with and have been dealing with for a very long time. Now, according to the World Bank and the African Development Bank, there's over 650 million mobile users on the African continent, many of whom are in the 15 to 24 year old age bracket, representing an enormous opportunity to spread awareness of blockchain's potential to transform the financial infrastructure.
And the hope is this graphic novel will help spread the word about all of this. Now, Trust will be published in digital and print formats and is slated to be released in 2021. And that's all we've got for you today. We do appreciate you tuning in. And if you like this video, go on ahead and hit that thumbs up icon. If you're not already, please subscribe to our channel. And of course, the next time you need a solid stake pool, United States of Cardano is standing by waiting for your delegation. Any questions or concerns, drop them in the comments right below this video or reach out to us on Twitter. I'm James Kiever and that's your Cardano Update.